ho, and quite literally ho. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Christmas time once again in podcast land, and uh, you're listening to Junior Funners uh, podcast uh, about nothing. Um, so it's uh, it's it's your, your fun boys, your favourite fun boys. It's me, it's Ollie. And then it's also Lawrence. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Ollie, and uh, Merry Christmas, uh, listeners. Yo. Yep, and uh, may that uh, may that uh, furtive greeting warm your heart as well as, as as much as it has mine from Lawrence. And uh, we usually kick things off on here with Arsenal news. So here's Arsenal news. Tear out. We'll just say that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, that's out of the way, and we've got a couple of guests this week. Um, so it's not just us. We uh, we didn't really want to talk about football because it's too depressing to talk about football at the moment as Arsenal fans. So uh, we thought we'd bring in some um, we we we'd bring in some ringers uh, so that we could uh, talk about literally anything else. Um, so joining us today are. Uh, old old friends uh, of, of the show. Um, we've got uh, Mr. Mr. Joe Johnston. Aloha. Yes, there he is, and uh, Mr. Robert Cochran. Put me in, coach. Yep. Here's your I'm chance. Don't play. don't fuck this up. Um, <laughs> what spot are we playing? <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah, there is a lot of. There is, a, of course, a, with a lot of uh, sport these days, there's quite a lot of mental gymnastics involved. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so, uh, gents, how is your? Uh, we're recording this uh, a scant few days before Christmas. How has your Christmas been uh, thus far? Uh, lovely and quiet. How about you, Jim? Oh, well, it's, it's been fairly non-existent, to be honest. Um, mm. I mean, uh, for, for a little glimpse into my preparedness for this particular theme of podcast, I currently have the Wikipedia article up for Arsenal, uh, so we'll be periodically referring to that uh, as the mm. hour progresses. We did, there is an early episode where we basically just read through the Wikipedia article for, for Arsenal. Um, we tried to sort of... Uh, I think in the early days of this podcast, the idea was that it was going to be much more Arsenal focused than it ended up being. Um, so I wanted to do like a, a brief history of Arsenal. But of course, because this is us we're talking about, Ollie and Lawrence, um, I, we, I didn't do any preparation whatsoever. So it's a lot of just uh, me and Lawrence scrolling through the Arsenal Wikipedia article on our phones and kind of uh, just stopping every now and then and be like, ah, Herbert Chapman invented floodlights or whatever. <clears throat> No, yeah. I, I'm just learning about the existence of something called Gunnosaurus Rex. Um, oh yeah. Now Our, this is uh, this is definitely kind of a first for me. Our, our uh, unfortunate yeah, so. uh, laid-off mascot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Victim of the credit cruncher. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it. it <laughs> there was there was a, a huge scandal. Uh, one, you know, it's, it, it turned out to be one of the few feel-good stories uh, for involving Arsenal this year. 
um, the guy that plays Gunnosaurus, which I, I didn't realize has been the same guy since 1993. It's, it's been the same guy wearing that stupid suit the entire time, which is <laughs> insane. Um, he, I, apparently he missed his brother's wedding because he had to, he had to be Gunnosaurus a, a match. Um, but uh, yeah, he was laid off <laughs> earlier this year following. <laughs> um, Tragic. It's uh, yeah. When you look back at it, especially given that he was just sort of callously laid off um, with very little prior warning, basically because of the whole, um, you know, uh, novel coronavirus COVID-19 uh, situation there. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of staff at the club uh, got laid off um, uh, very unfortunately, um, including uh, what's his name? Jerry, Jerry something. Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. That's <laughs> comedians in cars being dinosaurs. He'll, he'll never work in this town again. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he, he was one of the ones that got laid off and then, um, what's after- the deal with, with the gun? <laughs> what's, what's the deal with being an eight foot dinosaur in a football <laughs> kit? <laughs> Um, Jerry, not, not, not to kind of hijack the the narrative of this episode too much too early, but uh, I was trying to recall, uh, you know, as somebody who has absolutely no grounding in football whatsoever, I was trying to recall uh, a mascot that a friend had mentioned to me recently, uh, and just discovered the Wigan Pie on Google Image Search. Oh yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> not what I was looking for, but uh, boy, which. Team Lawrence, I don't know if you can remember this. Which team was it that, like, I, I think it was last season that their new sponsor was like a boiler company, and their the, so their mascot was literally just a boiler with arms and legs. Oh, I'm going to look that up. Oh, uh, so, was it West Brom? Maybe it was. It was like a. I feel like it was a championship or a League One team. It wasn't even like it wasn't like a. I think it was West Brom. It, like, it was West a bigger Brom. team than you'd think. Yeah, I think it might have been West, like West Brom, who are now in the Premiership. Like you know, they're now. They've now got promoted to the you know the top was, tier of English football. It was called Boiler Man. Um, <laughs> wow, Boiler Man! Oh, draft name. Yeah, and yeah. Andy Cap a uh, a uh, mascot for a football team at some point. What wasn't who? Sorry, and Andy Cap the uh, the, the oh infamous newspaper comic strip of uh, oh, good lord drunk man and a flat cap. Yeah, his, his poor wife. Yeah, with American, yeah. Uh, an American comic strip as well. Wow, that's a pretty um, you know looking at it through twenty twenty eyes. That's a that's a hell of a name for your character. Mm. Andy Cat really posting an L there. I don't know what that mm. phrase means. Yeah, he's uh, he's down bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so Gunnosaurus got sacked, and uh, then there was a huge public uh, uh, backlash against justice, um, for, justice for Gunnosaurus Rex. Justice for Gunnosaurus, yeah, bro, yeah. Save Jerry, I think, was one of the hashtags. Yes. Um, How and, dare uh, we treat such an institution this way? He, uh, what is this? The dinosaur <laughs> times? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we've all had a lot of fun here, but come on now. Um, a, a man lost his job. Just that, yeah. That's just, just well, a, that's a sneak peek into what it must have been like in the boardroom. Apparently, um, he was Arsenal Football Club. Apparently, on November tenth, which was my birthday of all things, uh, he uh, he came back. Gunnosaurus was came back uh, this uh, November. That's weird. I didn't see that. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's yeah. He, I, didn't we talk about? I thought we talked about this. I, I don't How remember. Do we not talk about this? I don't remember anything. <laughs> I I feel like if we didn't talk about this, then um, Jerry Quay, very Q-U-Y, bad. Q U Y Q Q U Y Jerry Quay. Yeah, Quay Quay is his name. Yeah, no, now he's so yeah. They they brought him back. He's now back at the club once football started up again and uh, and all that. Yeah, he's now he's now finally. Back at the club, um, even though there's no fans there, um, which is kind of a, another weird dimension to this whole thing, to have a giant, uh, yeah, you know, a, like a, a giant green dinosaur walking up and down uh, the touchline. Um, for, for a little bit of kind of uh, pulling the curtain back behind the scenes type thing, uh, I'm in the, the mascot that I'm trying to remember, uh, the friend that made me aware of the existence of that mascot, uh, I just messaged him uh, asking, uh, you know, uh, a while ago you tipped me off to the existence of this mascot. What's their name? And they just replied, Old Man Kickums. <laughs> Love it. Which uh, I don't really think corresponds to anything, but if that helps you out in helping me find out who I might be referring to, then uh, by all means go ahead. I think that's uh, that was that was what they used to call uh, Brian Clough, wasn't it, Lawrence? Old old man Kickums. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. trying to look. I uh, can't really find a whole lot. I think it might be. Um, not sure if it's like American or something. I don't know, but um, or again, I mean, if it like is results real, results for um, Australia. Right? So Australia rules. The the, the 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 character I'm thinking of very much had a kind of like old sailor vibe. He has kind of like an exaggerated head. He has kind of like white hair. Mm. Uh, I want to say that like the word is involved. Mm. Um, I t- I'm trying to think because I, I I saw part of a a pointless episode recently where they had a they had a round about um uh, football mascots. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, they kind of, I, I was sort of disappointed cause they, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even have boiler man, you know, they could have gone with some really fucking obscure weird shit and it was, but it was sort of, you know, uh, it, uh, what's his name? Eric, Eric, the red, is that man United's mascot? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The devil. Bit, yeah, exactly. He's like, he's just like a red devil that like literally wears a man, a big man United shirt. It's just sort of like. Okay, well, if you're going to show the contestants a picture of him and he's called Eric the Red, I mean, come on. Um, it turns out the person I'm thinking of is uh, Grimsby Town's Mighty Mariner. Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of has yeah. that sort of look about him, like the meme of the very depressed uh, old white-haired man. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, Fred the Red. Hat. Sorry, uh, Fred the Red. Fred the Red, that's it, yeah. Um, We're not really using those terms anymore, Lawrence. Well, that's his name. That's his name. It's the Washington. It's it's the Washington D.C. football team. Yeah, the Washington Bullskins. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, take it up with Google, not me. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. We all we all know about your dog whistling, Lawrence. <laughs> yes. I think, um, I think I actually have one anyway somewhere. Yeah, you probably do, right? Uh, you, you, got, you got dogs. Yeah. You got dogs. Yeah. Um, so just a, a quick update on the football that we're not going to talk about. Arsenal are now drawing one all with Man City. Um, that's the only reason I'm mentioning that is because Arsenal aren't losing anymore. Um, 
they were one nil down after two minutes apparently and uh, now through Lacazette it's one all so a glimmer of hope that uh, will ultimately prove the eventual uh, loss to be that much more painful um, but uh, still we can enjoy this moment um, anyway yeah uh, Rob you got any fun uh, football mascot stories <laughs> I was just looking at that picture of the mighty mariner, and he's got a terrifying cock nose. It's a, uh, it's a really. Let me get a look at this guy because I'm not quite sure I, I can picture him from memory. But put it this way: if, um, if, if it was late night in a subway and you you just saw him on the opposite platform, you, you you'd get a taxi. Kind of looks like uh, Portland um, Bill. You ever seen like old eighties stop motion uh, cartoon? Oh yeah, I, I I see what you mean, Rob, about the uh, the the cock nose. It's it it looks as though at some point it, or at various points he's maybe had like uh, kind of a redesign to make his nose less uh, phallic. <laughs> but, um, if, if, uh, just circling back slightly, if uh, you were at a subway platform and somebody was on the opposite station, then they would be taking a train away from you. It would still, yeah, but even so, I would still leave. It would, it would sour you on the very yeah, idea of subterranean travel. I don't even want to be in this transportation uh, circle as this man. He also has the name of somebody that you nickname like a, a local serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> the Mariners out again tonight in Grimsby Town. We urge you all to stay indoors to avoid the mighty Mariner. I mean, yeah, looking at um. Looking at the Google image search here, there's a photo of him promoting some uh, local meat stall called Carl's Meats. Um, just, just, just the Definitely. mighty mariner. So that he's got like an expression. Of, I see what you mean, Joe, about him looking like the um, the old dude in that uh, like sort of stock photo meme. He does have a kind of pained expression. Um, his so his sort features of, signal despair. He's uh, yeah, he's sort of swinging off of the 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 meat stand there, while uh, the two proprietors, presumably one of them's Carl, um, are standing masked up. So this is obviously a recent photo. Um, Mighty Mariner not wearing a mask. Shocking. Sorry, muscled uh, up. I think you mean. Uh. Oh yeah, sorry, Mister Clapton. Um, Clapped up. Sorry, yes, Mister <laughs> Eric Clapped up. <laughs> Um, there's also looking under the merch here for for Mighty Mariner. You can get a Mighty Mariner pencil case uh, that just looks like a it looks like a caterpillar with Mighty Mariner's face on it. <laughs> it just looks like a weird bug with the face of an old man on it. It's uh, that's very weird and creepy. Better better to be a bug with the face of an old man than an old man with the face of a bug. Mm, yeah, that's what my uh, that's what my nonna always used to tell me. Wasn't wasn't Frank Sidebottom a mascot? You remember somewhere? I think Frank Sidebottom was like briefly a a mascot for a a football club somewhere. Um, Maybe, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, that's you know that's kind of his whole vibe, isn't it? Um, Oh, Altring, Altringham, Alt, Altringham. Oh yeah, Altringham. Yeah, yeah. I see him. Yeah, yeah. He's in the he's in the shirt and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, R.I.P. Wearing a shirt of a football yeah. game. Bloody hooligan. <laughs> Who's he think he is? <laughs> Bloody Lord. Lord Lucan. Um, Lord Lucan. 
I, yeah. I only learned very recently about the existence of Cyril the Swan. Is this something that you're aware of? Um, is that that's probably Swansea. That sounds... If that's a Swan, I assume that would be Swansea. Yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, the first thing that comes up is Cyril the Swan fight when you Google him. Um, looks as though yeah, he got yeah. into a fight with Cyril the Swan was the uh, the mascot for um, Swansea FC. Uh, I think yeah. in the 80s, yeah. and w- uh, the person who played Cyril was kind of renowned for just kind of fighting everyone at all yeah. times. I think it's more true to how the nature of swans in general. They're quite aggressive, you know. Apparently so, yeah, although they, they I, I don't know how true, I mean, you know, the old wives' tale is that they can break your arm, but I don't know how true that is. Um, I mean, they're... they're, yeah, they're- there's an excellent quote from the Wikipedia article for Cyril the Swan, uh, which says his antics have gotten in, into trouble with the police on several occasions, and he has been accused of bringing the game into disrepute. <laughs> <laughs> not, not kind of like the the tradition of mascots in general, but the game generally. <laughs> like this, yeah. this one anthropomorphic swan is enough to kind of fell <laughs> the entire public perception of the beautiful game. So, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you know, the it's, jury... it, that's what do you expect from a swan? He's a he's a water fowl, you know, <laughs> you know. Hey. Joey Barton of uh, mascots. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It's like I bet Joey Barton probably thinks, why didn't I think of that? Just you know, if I could, if I could just put on a big plush suit, I could probably get away with fighting way more people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like a buffer zone. Sorry, I, yeah, that was that was a little too inside. But we did, we've done, we've covered Joey Barton pretty extensively on uh, previous episodes. Just a real, um, real cool just dude. A real, a real, real cool guy. Yeah, real. He's a real ass dude. He was he was he the captain of our, our shit house eleven. Um, I, I hope he was. Um, I think <laughs> yeah, I think shit house eleven. We yeah we we made a we sort of ah. put together like in the in the same way that people do with fantasy football we composed a, a team uh, just made of uh cunts you know, shit just, just just yeah the worst yeah the worst fucking dickheads in the game um and uh, yeah I'm pretty sure I mean Joey Barton was obviously a lock to be in there to begin with but I'm pretty sure he ended up as as captain um just yeah arrested so many times for uh, for yeah fighting people and um yeah, his uh, I believe isn't it his his brother is his brother is currently serving time on a murder charge. Um, Something like, like yeah, to, uh, yeah. So he'll even frame his own brother for murder. Despicable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is there not? Is there nothing? Is there nothing he won't really? speak to? Exactly. It's it's always a really bad sign when you look somebody up online, and the biggest section in their biography is the section labeled views. Oh yeah, I mean another one. Another great thing is when you look up the Wikipedia article and there's yeah controversies. That's always um, that's always a good thing to get into, especially well, it's, if it's <laughs> if it's someone that you don't really know much about. You know, it's someone that you're just sort of yeah. looking up for the first time, and you see they've got a big uh, controversies section. Is that's always you kind just of a received fun. an invite to their dinner party? Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's a fun little reveal. <laughs> Some. Absolute pleasant dinner conversation I can have there. So, about this uh, tax dodge from 2011. <laughs> yes, well, I think you you would talk to my lawyer about that. Of course, they died in mysterious circumstances. Nothing to do with me, you understand. What would your perfect Sunday be? And you're not allowed to say dodging taxes. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, just on, you know, on the island with my good friends, Richard Branson and Jer- 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 Jeremy Jeremy Epstein. Just dodging various things. You know, just, you know, in, out in international waters, you know, there's just certain things that you don't have to worry about, you know? You can just put it all behind you when you're on international waters. Doing doing various as yet unsubstantiated things to my taxes. Uh, yeah, you, you know. Any other siblings? Any other siblings? Other than the one that's uh, allegedly buried under the patio. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's, we can't, um, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no real, uh, you know, we, we don't, um, and it, and it, it's, you know, so why would I? Mm. Mm. So football, talk to me about, talk to me, go on, football, Bradford City, um, West, West Brom, Partick Thistle. Well, West Brom. West Brom uh, won. They won the sack race this year, didn't they, Lawrence? They're the, they're the first ma- the first team in the Premiership to have sacked their manager yep. so <clears> yes. far this season. It's a real shame. Uh, I was really hoping that, we'd at least win something, but never mind. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They they got there before uh, Arsenal did somehow. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seemed a bit unfair. Slaven Bilic seems like a good manager and a, a nice guy, um, and they they just gotten they they drawn against Man City, which is something that I mean. I don't know what the betting was for them to come away with a, a point against Man City, but I would imagine there was some uh, very optimistic West Brom fans that made quite a lot of money that night. Um, so yeah, he managed to get them a point in a basically impossible match, and then he was sacked the next day, which seemed a little unfair. So um, yeah, Slaven Bilic, sorry to hear that. Also, keep your options open. There may be an opening soon at Arsenal for a manager. So, you know. Rush up the CV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get out there, pound and pavement. Get on LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook uh, advert. Right, last, last tour of you. Um, yeah, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Just get yourself out there. You know, sell that old three-piece suite. The dog sleeps yeah. in the garage. Um. Yeah. Uh, three piece sweet. Uh, uh, I'm trying to sweet build on that. Piece. Like, uh, like three piece sweetums, like sweetums the Muppet. Uh, I was, I was thinking, uh, three piece sweet, the uh, the album by Dodgy that came out in the 90s. And remember, who, who Dodgy? Dodgy, Dodgy, um, they were a Britpop band. I think, I think they were, I mean, they were around at the same time as Britpop. They had that one song yeah, like, if it's good enough for me, it's good mm. enough for you, it's good yeah. enough for two. It's like one of those songs where it's like, they obviously got that bit down and were really proud of it. So they just repeat that part of the song. I would say, I don't know, for 60% of the running time of the song is just taken up with that little section over and over again. Oh dear. No, I remember that song. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that album was called Free Peace Sweet, and it you know it's like a play on words instead of Three Peace Sweet. It's Free Peace Sweet. Oh dear. Yeah. No money down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, who's I thinking? Now you know what's lost, 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 lost to the Ethan. Now you know. 
gone. That's okay. So, it's uh, plenty of, plenty of time for it to come back. We got to you know we got to fill this content up somehow, folks. So any uh, uh, update yeah. on that match? Uh, still one all. I think we're heading to half time. It's uh, yeah, just about getting to to, to half time, and uh, oh boy, That's, and the crowd like said, is going stagnant. Well, yeah, I don't think that. I mean, the crowd isn't even there. I mean, London is now in tier three, so uh, fans are no longer allowed in the stadium. So, yeah, tier four, mate. It's kind of kind of as a as a general kind of non football watching combatant uh, has kind of puzzled me a little bit. I mean, presumably over the over the lockdown uh, and the whole pandemic, generally, sort of like stadiums have been completely empty. Like, how mm. has that worked? Um, it has been pretty interesting because it means that the the home advantage that would normally come with you know playing in a, a specific stadium doesn't really exist um, because the fans aren't there to create the atmosphere. So, and I think it also, there's been a lot more um, just weird little mistakes by goalkeepers because I, I don't, they don't have like a, a stand full of fans directly behind them to kind of keep them alert. So um, yeah, it's, it's been weird. And then if you're watching it on TV, typically you'll be presented with the option of you can either um, watch it, as is, you know, as it would be in the stadium where it's completely silent. All you can hear is, you know, the the shouts of the the coaching staff and the players. Um, or you've got the option to watch it with fake crowd noise that's added in added in post, effectively. Um, oh, that's so weird. Which I think it's just, I, I, yeah. I I mean, I usually opt for that. I usually opt for the the <clears throat> fake crowd noise just because without it, it's even weirder. It's funny when this is. I think it's somebody just pressing a button every time, like something like a goal scored. Yeah. Like it changes to a cheer. But if they, they think a goal's gone in, but it's no, it's it's a missed. Like it's quite funny when they have to press the go from yay, and then they have to press the other button to go oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Is there is there is <laughs> there is like a funny sort of like uh, <laughs> like a, yeah, like a, a a split second gap between. Like you said, if the person that's in charge of the sound thinks that the the ball's going wide, it'll just be they'll they'll have just like neutral crowd noise lined up, and then it's like you see the players going nuts because they've scored, and it's just like it makes it seem like the crowd is like waiting for the players to react. Like it, it's very very odd. All of this it kind of sounds like a malfunctioning copy of FIFA ninety eight. It is, yeah, yeah. It's not a million miles away from that. It's uh, yeah. Well, FIFA I, I today. I remember having a yeah, demo. Of yeah. Well, yeah, FIFA today. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having a demo of one of the the earliest FIFA games, and uh, it, it always glitched out. And because they kind of only re- recorded about probably sort of ten phrases tops uh, for the commentators, uh, probably based on like what the capacity was for memory for those games at the time. I remember mm. kind of like playing it, and it just getting stuck on one of the commentators continually saying, "There's a striker in the box." Oh God! There's a striker in the box. <laughs> There's a striker yeah. in the box. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, like Alan Partridge style stock phrases. Just liquid football. He's got a leg like a traction engine. Just things like that, just over and like, over again. All the uh, sort of, that's what's great about 90s football games. Like all the non EA made games was like Super Worldwide Sega Mega Soccer 98. Like you have like yeah. the most like generic commentator, but it's just like. And he kicks the ball. It's gone wide. Another. Yeah, there it is. 
there were there was a lot of there was a huge boom of like I think yeah with like following those early FIFA games where it was like yeah just like so many like knockoff football games I remember there is like a there's a PS1 game called Chris Kamara Football yeah. it's like you know it's like that was that was who they were going for to to license their like crappy football game like, was was Chris Kamara one game got like Terry Butcher as co-commentator and he's just like not interested Jesus Christ not interested at all as co-commentator it's like Mark Lawrence when people decided how yeah. they was co-commentator <clears throat> yeah yeah, it's weird that like in the the latest FIFA game, it's like it's like Lee Dixon is like the co-commentator, yeah. isn't it? And it's like, what what the fuck? What game is Lee? What games are Lee Dixon commentating on? I, I think he's like, I think he covers uh, more matches in like in the US. Maybe I, well, no, I think yeah, he, he, he does more coverage for the US. Like uh, the, yeah, like ESPN and NBC, like the like the US channels that that show uh, soccer. Um, yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's part of their plan to try and you know sell football to americans i don't know but it's um yeah weird choice um gary rob you ever played any football, any played any football games 2020. yeah gary neville's football fiesta 2020 mm. it's a real party time um, game of the year ign it was I can't remember, it was like an old sega game and like at half time you had like options to get the players to either and I go for you know, like with pictures. Go for a cocktail, or they could hit the gym uh, <laughs> in the middle of a match. Yeah, it was weird. I don't It was definitely you've been underperforming. Have a Manhattan. <laughs> it looked like they all sat around like margaritas and like the little, little bubbles above their heads to indicate that you know, yeah, yeah, take a load off. Go out there and sc- go out there and be somebody. You've been, you've been good, but not great. So you can have a margarita, but no daiquiris for you until full time. If I see an improvement. And I remember there was uh, there was something you could do where, like, each player had like a, a special ability. Uh, mm. One of them was uh, you you could you could instantly knock one of the the, the players the, the opposite players uh, players off. And you'd always pick the goalie because the, the other person playing would realise all of a sudden they didn't have a goalie. And the way the game oh, worked, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have the goalie, then the, the mini game to stop the goal didn't come up. So you just... Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a really like, good glitch. You'd score a goal and you'd hit, hit the button for the special ability and it'd be like, you know, um, streams of colours and like, uh, like lightning on the pitch. Like, you've scored a goal and <laughs> summoned Zeus. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Zeus, the goal god. Yeah. <laughs> That's um Yeah, but what's his name in Roman uh in, in Roman culture? Uh 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 Maldini. Uh Baza. There was uh there was a there was a similar glitch in a uh again, kind of like one of those knockoff football games. I don't it wasn't one of the Pez ones, it was sort of um like again it was like you know super super mega soccer or some shit it was on the ps2 i remember um playing and again you know one of the things where it's like they haven't been able to license the names of anyone so they you know it's just sort yeah of, i remember they called, called merseyside fc yeah yeah there's yeah i think um th- yeah I arsenal then north london red or something i think but um yeah <laughs> but that, yeah there, there was a there was a thing in that where it was like crystal <laughs> crystal building yeah. <laughs> Yes, Diamond Abode. Um, But yeah, there was a there was a thing in that um, game where it was like 
you could press a button to like make your goalkeeper rush out to try and to try you know try and get the ball like it was a um like you know like a rush keeper sweeper <sighs> keeper type thing but um you could do it if you j- held it down the keeper would just keep going like they just keep running out so if the ball was on like the halfway line you could make the keeper run all the way to the halfway line and they would just hack down the opposing player in the most brutal way um, to claim the ball, but they'd never ever get booked or sent off for it. So, if, because they were the goalkeeper, so there was this weird yeah. glitch where like they could get away with it because they were the goalkeeper. So it was like you could just send the goalkeeper out and basically just injure whichever player on the other team had the ball and get off with it completely scot free because the game hadn't like built in the idea that the keeper could commit a foul. <laughs> so just be yeah. like, if you were willing to take the risk to have your keeper run half the length of the pitch. Because obviously, if it didn't work, there'd just be a wide open goal, and they could tap it in from like thirty yards out. But otherwise, man, oh man, that was so. That was like that's a fun game of chicken that would that would always be played in that game. <laughs> and late eighties, early nineties football games. That that was the golden era. I yeah, think, I mean, one of the one of my faves has always been uh, FIFA Street, the first FIFA Street game, um, just because it was much more fun than a normal football game. Like, it, you know, it's it's specifically based in... Stri- so it was like, because it's FIFA, they had all the licensing for all of, like, the big name stuff. But it was only, it's only, you know, four aside, so four players on each side on these tiny pitches, and the idea is that you play... that the, You get more points for playing with more style. It's not just who scores more goals. So it's like, you know, you kind of build up your skill meter and then you can do like these cool finishing moves and, and shit. It was, yeah, that was, that was much more fun than just like a standard like football game. I mean, the, the, the uh, immediate Google results uh, that I've got for FIFA street includes the sentence, the game features a fun mode, which lets the player create their own fun. <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back. Surely, I that isn't that the case for every video game? <laughs> well, no, this is specifically, you can, fa- you can uh, found the band fun. Uh, who go on to create such hits as We Are Young. What about Funboy 3? Yeah, there's, there's, kids don't care about Funboy 3. <laughs> what about Good uh, Big Fun by Inner City? Kids don't care about uh, uh, Inner City. Kids want, kids want um, you know, songs that sound like they're from the Lion King soundtrack. That's what, Ki- songs, kids- that, songs, songs that are on adverts, that's what kids want. Kids actually want Good Life by Inner City. Yes, exactly. <laughs> kids want Kids want Superman by Goldfinger. They don't want Spokesman by Goldfinger. <laughs> kids oh, these oh. days. These days, if you say <clears throat> your, your Goldfinger, you get arrested and thrown in jail. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. I had a very dispiriting experience the other day where a friend of mine had uh, bought Tony Hawk's 3 for uh, PlayStation 2 that they just bought, mm. uh, which was something that as a kid I had it taken me months to complete, and I completed it in two hours, getting every wow. single challenge and every single uh, every single stage. Recently. It, hmm? Recently. Yeah, a couple of days ago. All oh, right, it took you two hours to complete Tony Hawk's 3. It kind of reminds me of all of those uh, people who've convinced themselves that they were gifted as children because they could like finish a <laughs> Harry Potter book in two days. Where they're like, but I can't read Ulysses in, in yeah. <laughs> I can't finish Ulysses in I a week now. I must yeah, be because, more stupid. 
So, but Tony Hawk Three was, I think, I believe that was the last one where um, it was. You were timed on every level, weren't you? You had your two minutes to two minutes, a scant two minutes. Yeah, well, I think after that they kind of did away from Tony Hawk Four onwards. It was like it was a more open world world explore section area. Yeah, you'd find kind of missions and quests kind of at your own pace. Yeah, from Um, from underground you can get off your board. Yeah, and there was. Remember, they tried to put driving into into Tony Hawk's Underground, and it was complete dog shit. It was like the one, the one real kind of like bad <laughs> aspect fine. of that game. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, they, they, they've kind of. It was almost as if they sort of thought, well, our target audience loves skateboarding, but uh, it must follow then that they love golf cart simulators. Or it, yeah, I think it was just because it was. I think it was purely just because uh, the GTA games were so popular that like literally like you know. That would have been when they were the the the, the biggest games in the world because we're talking, I believe it was two thousand and three that Tony Hawk Underground came out. So it's like you know we're talk- that's right smack bang in between um, GTA three and Vice City. Um, actually, no, I think Vice City might have already come out. It might that might have been just before San Andreas came out. So yeah, GTA three and Vice City would have already come out. So yeah, those those sorts of uh, you know kind of driving games were 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 so hot. Um, so they just slapped that aspect into a couple of levels in Tony Hawk's Underground, and it was fucking terrible. Uh, combined, the, and will be twice as popular than both brands separated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible in those. And then uh, some of the missions you'd do, you would just pop out of the front of the windscreen with uh, already on your skateboard as if, like, yeah. driving powered you. <laughs> like, do- yeah, or, it, like, if you... The second you got in the car, a bunch of the stuff that was in the level beforehand mysteriously disappeared to make it easier to drive around. So, like all this stuff that would have been yeah. in the middle of the road and stuff, just everything didn't was no longer made out of a out of a half pipe. Yeah, heaven on the other hand, uh, you know, we all know heaven is a half pipe. I was going to say there is there is some football trivia with um, Tony Hawk Underground. Um, they're in the I believe it's the the Manhattan level. The New York level, um, fairly early on in the game, um, there's a there's a skate park with a bunch of graffiti in it, and for some reason, there is a there's a giant uh, Leeds United badge graffitied on the wall in uh, in this New York skate park for no reason, um, which I always thought was very even as a even as a thirteen year old playing it, I thought this is very odd and very a very specific thing to have in this skateboarding game that's set in America. Yeah, it's a, it's a sly reference to Glengarry Glen Ross, where, with all the mention of leads that they have in there, and uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, of course, being set in America. I think, yeah, the, it's, I mean, it's because that I believe that was the season that Leeds got relegated that two thousand and three two thousand and four season. Lawrence, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but to, yeah, so the, the the iconic phrase from Glengarry Glen Glen, Glengarry Glen Ross, uh, you know, being the leads are weak. Leeds were weak that season, so weak that they got relegated. Um, so it's uh, so so yeah, it's a very very smart foreshadowing on the part of the programmers at uh, at yes. Activision. Two thousand three oh two thousand four. So yeah, the invincible season, same se- seasons in the Arsenal uh, went unbeaten. Um, yeah, Leeds got relegated, and they've only just come back up. So as we said before, congratulations to Leeds and their terrible fans uh, for getting back in the Premiership. Yes. We, yeah. <clears throat> um, 
Should we take a, uh, a a quick break, mainly because I need to uh, urinate, and then uh, we'll come back with uh, more inconsequential chatter and uh, maybe a quiz. Who knows? Back in a uh, back in a minute, chaps. I know nothing about football. No, do I? No, but we we make. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the point yeah, of that's the point of the whole football podcast of football fan base. No one, no one knows anything about football. Just whatever, say anything doesn't doesn't matter. One one of my favourite things online is uh, the frequency with which Ollie berates Mark Goldbridge on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's. He, I, I, I just uh, I think he should leave him alone. Yeah, I I would. He's just some. He's just some Man United fan. He's like big, popular mm. Man United fan, but he's always like bouncing about Arsenal. You know, he's always talking, talking smack about Arsenal. Because, sort of every, every clip that Ollie shares about him or sort of replies to, to me, seems to suggest that Mark Goldbridge is some sort of uh, fringe lunatic with about four followers. <laughs> but am I believe he actually has some sort of uh, no, loyal yes. fan base? He has like, I have to check how many followers he has, but he's got like quite a, <laughs> quite a following. He's got like a popular United fan YouTube pay mm. YouTube channel, and you know he's like a big one of the big football Twitter guys. I mean, the problem with Twitter is like there's a dime a dozen for Man United fans. Mm. It's kind of the same with Arsenal. They're kind of equal and. They're always it's always back and forth nonsense, but um, yeah, my yeah, phone. People, people love my people love is, to sort of have somebody online that they can sort of listen to talk about the things that they like, so that they can parrot back that person's opinions when they're in company. Yeah, I, I yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did. Um, I think I follow him sometimes, and then I because mm-hmm. I, I unfollow him when I get really pissed off when it's like. <laughs> you rage quit his TL. Yeah, I rage quit. I, yeah, I, I just like you're pissing me off. I can't handle this. Like, because um, Man United are doing quite well at the moment, and um, mm. Arsenal aren't. So it's like it's uh, I can't I can't take this uh, toxicity on my timeline. And but that that's exactly what toxicity by System of a Down was about. It was about the yeah. the culture of football fandom. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it is quite toxic and top pace. I mean, it's every. It's the most mm. banal shit, but. Um, people... it, it feels sort of like an extension of the whole sort of like YouTube phenomenon of kind of like X group of people react yeah. to, you know, <laughs> yeah, old it's... people react to Limp Biscuit. It's, it's, it's that. It's like. It posts the most like asinine. Um, bullshit statistic about um, some rival mm. team's player, yeah. and you'll get like hundreds of people with um, a f- that football player's picture as their profile in their replies. You know, trying to like, and they and they mm. use the term ratio wrong. That's a, what Ollie has <laughs> yeah. bemoaned. Well, this tweet's use... getting ratioed, and it's yeah. got like five million retweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, like you get ratioed, bruv. It's like well. We talked about this on the episode, like, ratio meant, like, 
you get more replies than you do like retweets and yeah, likes. Retweets or likes. But now, now it just means I got more. I just got more likes than you. What they mean is you got owned or whatever. But or you, you just got more <laughs> likes or whatever. But it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I I am more popular than you yeah. means that you got ratioed somehow. Yeah, like I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's it's the world of crazy world of football Twitter, which um, yeah, it's why I avoid the um, Twitter's home feed because like yeah. it always it always tells me to like topic Arsenal, and it's always people who don't support Arsenal telling me reminding me how shit Arsenal are. So it's like. I, I, well, I mean, from from having listened to this podcast for like a good year or so, I would I would almost kind of stretch it to say that sort of like you guys don't really support Arsenal. Well, I do, but it's like it's 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 the uniqueness of Arsenal is like uh, we like it's the nature them, of fandom, isn't it? We like them because they're shit, and uh, <laughs> mm. they're shit, but they're your shit team. Yeah, but they're our exactly. shit team. Like we don't, yeah, we're we not in it. We're not in it for the mm. glory of winning every season. We're in it because we will, you know, beat Man United one nil, and then lose like six games in a row, and it's mm. great. It's, it's like how I, I still somehow keep willing Bob Dylan to make a good album. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Yes, it, he hasn't done it since the early eighties, but I, you know, I will still listen to everyone. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we we can slag them off because they're ours, but um, yeah, God help anyone who isn't a fan that slags them off. If yeah. we, I mean, yeah, if we're, yeah, if, if if we hear a Man United fan uh, slagging them off, then it's on. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like that. There's a, a meme that was that one of the Joker memes where, like, you know, when I make fun of Arsenal, and then when someone else makes fun of Arsenal, and I point a gun at them, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's exactly when, when I'm in Arsenal, it's that that photo of Wahine in, in like with his joke book in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're back, by the way, everybody. So we didn't do a quiz on the last episode. Um, I figured that uh, we'd do uh, a quiz because we have two guests and we'd give Lawrence a break because I'm always grilling Lawrence uh, mercilessly. I'm like, uh, I'm like freaking yeah, like Paxman so over here. Yeah. Hell, I just want to grill Lawrence. I just want to, I'm the, yeah. I'm the one, a grill guy now. I'm grill pill. And you, you just want to grill. That's I your just whole thing. Grill for God's sake. <laughs> You're grill pilled. Grills just um, want fun. Grills just want to have burgers. Um, you missed grills, the bun part. Grills just want to huh? have bun. That was, Grills just want to have fun. Don't get it. it no, it's right, right there. It. You're taking. No, no don't. Uh, don't get it. Good. Don't follow it. It's a bit too uh, smart for me. Too smart. Yeah. That's not really the audience we're going for, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest. It's, it's not so really you're alienating yeah. people with uh, how smart your pun is? Is what it's I'm saying. In this frankly, ableist. Section. It's ableist for you to, <laughs> to, bring, yeah, to bring that bun talk in here, into my house. <laughs> Wait, wait, hang on, I've, I've got it. Uh, you all got that toilet? Uh, there we go. He's back. He's back. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, all right, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a quiz, and it's gonna be interesting because I've got the same quiz open twice, so we can do two sets of answers simultaneously. Because I want to find out uh, which. Well, our two guests. Basically, I'll, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask you both. Um, 
who is the, the the greatest filmmaker of all time, undisputedly? Um, hmm. Michael Bay. Good question. Lawrence, stay out of this. Oh. <laughs> the greatest uh, filmmaker of all time. Ooh. Empirically. Do I look swell, Ollie, on the uh, webcam? Sorry. Who directed Break Into Electric Boogaloo? Um, Lawrence, yes, you do look very swole on the, on the webcam that our listeners can't see. Listeners, just take my word for it. Lawrence is looking jacked as fuck. Um, Sorry, yeah. So, uh, break into Electric Boogaloo, I believe, with Orson Welles. <laughs> it was one of his final uh, directing gigs before he um, passed yeah, away. Yeah, the, the plot line of the evil developers trying to shut down the community center is actually a metaphor for the studio system uh, trying yeah. to <laughs> shut down production on the magnificent yeah. Ambersons, his follow-up to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, the break, dancers of New York City. And they're always been noted for their excellence. We've both been born alive. There is, there is a California breakdance team <laughs> inspired by that same New York excellence. Ah, the boogie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... I, can, I feel like we've talked about it on the show before, but listeners, if you haven't uh, seen it, do treat yourself to... Um, the video on YouTube of Orson Welles trying to film a champagne commercial while he is basically blackout drunk. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very funny and entertaining. There's also a very funny sketch that uh, James Adomian is in uh, that's based off of it. I he top Citizen Kane, but uh, he really did. Yeah, but here we are. Um, but seriously, seriously, folks, we had a lot of fun tonight, but who's the greatest filmmaker of all time? You both know it. Uh, probably David Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch. Okay, well, you both know that it's actually Quentin Tarantino um, <laughs> because his films are the most badass. So we're going to find out which Quentin Tarantino badass uh, each of you are. Um, incidentally, Arsenal are now losing again. Uh, uh, order has been restored. Uh, yeah, Arter out. Yeah, Runnison has apparently just uh, fucked it and it's uh, 2-1. What character in the uh, uh, in the Tarantino verse represents us? Uh, Joe, I know you're going to hate me for this, but Bagsy Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yes, that's that's usually what I ask Lawrence before we before we get into this. Who do you who do you think you're going to get, and who do you want to get? Well, I, I probably want to get the one that says the least amount of slurs. So that will be no <laughs> oh, characters that exist I, in the Quentin Tarantino verse. Yes, no speaking characters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably that person in Pulp Fiction that says cast on means boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Rob, who do, you, who do you think you're going to get and who do you want to get? Um, well, I think I'm going to get Christopher Waltz because, uh, you know, um, of his, uh, uh, smile. But which, and, uh, which um, one are you talking about Inglorious Bastards Waltz? Or are we talking Django Waltz? Uh, the one where he's, uh, he's really nice. Um, Inglorious Bastards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he's just a, he's just a sound guy doing his job, you know? Yeah, you know, and he's asking questions, just get <laughs> Yeah, just gets down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I want um, Samuel 
Jackson because uh, because of that wallet, baby. No, oh. no I take that back. I want, um, I want, I want. Who's that? Who's the who's the actor who was insane on um, Reservoir Dogs? Lawrence Tierney. Yes, him. Oh yeah, yeah. Famously, <laughs> when when he recorded his lines for the Simpsons episode that he was in, was just a cantankerous fuck to every member of the recording staff. Yeah, which one of the Simpson writers posted a whole thread about um, the day that he came in to record. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it was Josh, Josh Weinstein. I think it was just going to say, it's Weinstein or Oakley, uh, Josh Weinstein or Bill Oakley. Yeah, uh, just tweeted out the whole kind of... With a knife. He threatened Tarantino with a knife during filming, I think. Like, <laughs> it was like, what a lad. You like this? Eh? It looks this may or may not have happened. <laughs> I can see it. Based on everything else I've heard about the guy, I can see that happening. Just putting a knife on someone. <laughs> uh, he's dead what do we care nobody listens to this shit um, right okay so first question here for, for each of you now these, this is a, uh, a visual clue so I'll do my best um, choose your weapon you've got five choices here uh, there's like a some kind of old timey rifle looks like some kind of hunting rifle maybe um, you got a big knife um you got a uh, like a, a pistol, like a nine millimeter, uh, a samurai sword, or a car. What kind? Well, of- you know me, I'm, I'm a real gearhead, so uh, I'm going to mm. go pistol. Ah. <laughs> okay, so Joe's going pistol. It's oh, sorry, it's yeah. So they've uh, yeah, sorry, they have labeled each of these, but not uh, yeah. So you got it, yeah. The the pistol is a forty five. I don't know if that uh, makes any difference to your answer, Joe. That is a number. Yeah, yeah, thought so. Um, okay, and then Rob, you're uh, what are you? What are you going to go for? What kind of car? I actually can't see from this picture. It's just a picture of the interior of a car. There's like a hand on the steering wheel. Uh, you see the button interior? for the hazard lights. Is it a leather interior? Um, not enough information uh, visible to uh, to to establish that. I see a dashboard. Uh, you're trying to sell me a lemon. I know what you're trying to do here. You're trying to- <laughs> I'm trying to do you a deal because you seem like a nice guy and you're not a sucker. You seem like a real straight shooter, and I admire like a straight that. shooter, and I admire that. All you need to do is sign on the line. I'll take it. I'll take the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to take for me to send you out of here with a brand new car today, Mister? Um, okay. Line. Question two. Uh, a little bit of Jack Lemon action there. Um, question two: What, which would be the most acceptable reason to take a life? Um, someone's going to kill me first. I'm getting paid a lot of money. Someone insults me and or my family. To fight the tyranny of evil men. Revenge! Exclamation uh, mark. And then finally, because I've got nothing better to do. Hmm. This kind of seems to me one of those quizzes where sort of like all of the answers are loaded in such a certain way where it's kind of like, which Lion King character are you? Uh, you are a handsome prince. Or uh, you're, you're, you're a little guy who... Um, oh, fuck, I fucked this. Yeah, you're, you're a little, little fucking weasel guy. You're a little, you're a little bitch, aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah, huh? Little bitch boy. You're, you're a, a little bit of a bore if you uh, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> yeah, you fat fucking uh, pig. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, pig boy. 
really like to laugh a lot, or or you're an uncle with a scar on his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're sort of coded as having some sort of mental difficulty, which Whoopi Goldberg makes fun of you for. You're, you're a two <laughs> yeah. coconuts. Um, I'm going to go for self defense. Okay, I'm going to go with was boredom an option? Um, nothing better to do. Yes, that is. Uh, I've uh, already forgotten which of these uh, is correspondent to which contestant. So it's my <laughs> fun when we get to the end. Um, how often? Oh, also, incidentally, an update. Uh, Man City are now three one ahead. Uh, Phil Foden has uh, scored a third for Man City. So yeah, there we go. Um, <clears throat> how often do you find yourself rooting for the bad guy? All the time. Often, sometimes, never. Um, often. It's not rooting the bad guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Having coitus. He's talking about fucking. <laughs> the man's talking about fucking. The ma- <laughs> Will you let him speak? The man's talking about fucking. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, what were your answers? Uh, what, what, what was the question? How often do you find yourself rooting for the bad guy? All the time, often, sometimes, never. Sometimes. Okay, Rob. Often. Often. Okay. Well, you're a little twisted like that. Cancelling. I'm a real, uh, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> um which oh this is a good question. <laughs> which retro cool film festival do you want to go to? Uh one for samurai movies, a western festival, the one for black exploitation movies, the one with gritty no, no. horror movies. One hundred percent the black exploitation <laughs> Let me get to the end of the answers here. No, I don't need to hear the rest of the answers. Oh, I think you do, because the last option a Rat Pack retrospective. Black The question in its form presumes that you are a retro film enthusiast, just kind of by default. I I also like the way that the answers are the phrased. You've got uh, a retro film enthusiast. You've got, but the, the the way it's phrased here, it says one for samurai movies, and then. The one for black exploitation movies <laughs> and the one for gritty old horror movies. But they're both an open secret. Like it's just singular for the, like there's one festival you can go to for each of those genres. Meanwhile, a no, Western festival is one of several. It's like a two dates on the same night scenario. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's just like Mrs. Doubtfire. It's. Are you trying to Doubtfire us, bro? Haven't, haven't like, seen it, but uh, yeah, it's exactly like that. So it would be um, like my film festival, obviously. You know, so because Robin Williams uh, reverse black blackface is up in that film. Oh, yeah, he does. Trey is another white person. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not just any white person. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what reverse blackface is, is that you just pretend to be another white person. <laughs> when, when an actor plays their own race, you're doing... <laughs> when a white actor just portrays somebody similar to themselves. Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, watch me drive a car like this. Oh, that film, the final cut. Oh, no one ever saw it. <laughs> um, I, I, so, I, yeah, I, by the way, I, I watched Hooks the other day and uh, genuinely just found myself crying, not because of anything happened in the fi- happening in the film, j- just because I was just sad at the idea that this man is no longer with us. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's weird. It's because I I, I I never really had great any great affection for for Hook um, as a film, but it's uh, one of those things where it's like he he never Robin Williams never phoned anything in. Like he really did kind of he he went for he went for it whenever he was doing anything, no matter how kind of crappy the material was. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't. I don't know you don't you don't see that kind of energy uh, anymore. Uh, yeah, also, also, I think the hardest that I've laughed this year uh, at anything, and, and granted the bar is low because we've all just been at home. Uh, but there, there's a bit at the end of Hook where Robin Williams is leaving Neverland forever and flying off into the sky, and they've obviously like kind of realised in post that he that, that they've forgotten to kind of write in any actual stated farewell for him to say so as he sort of flies off into the sky there's there's just this badly ADR'd dub line over the top of him going thank you for believing oh my god <laughs> I I, uh, I busted a nut laughing at that <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, uh yeah that sounds like some some Scientology propaganda or like something. clearly clearly recorded in like a very different uh, a, very, a very different room, a very different context to any of the lines he has said it in before. Jesus. Um, uh, it might not have even been him. I mean, someone trying to do the voice of him. Could well be, uh, yeah. I, I yeah. love how obvious and jarring a uh, post like, uh, like sound insert into a film is. It's, it's great. I love it when it, it, yeah. like little gems. And it's, bro, um, oh, speaking, of your, speaking of your blackula, uh, oh, sorry, uh, black exploitation. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene in Blackula where he he kind of like awakens in the modern day, I think, in San Francisco, and he wanders out into the street and obviously has never seen a car before because he is Dracula and has not mm-hmm. been alive for many decades. And he he fully gets hit at high speed by a taxi, and uh, as he he fully like goes over the hood of it and there's a badly dubbed sound of him going <laughs> that is what he'd say that's that's what that's what Dracula would say I thought it was a it was like a oof <laughs> it's, it's mild like it, it's not that not the sound of a man being hit by a kind of a, a, a San Francisco Bay yellow taxi going at 40 miles yeah, an they, hour they probably reused one of the sound effects that he'd done in post for what I'm assuming was a fight scene maybe it's the sound of him getting punched and they were just like ah yeah we'll just use that again for him getting hit by the car so it sounds like he's getting hit in the stomach rather than being, you know, run over by a fucking speeding cab. Um, just to recap, then the five options for each of you uh, of the retro cool festival that you want to go to: one for samurai movies, a western festival; one for black exploitation movies; one for gritty old horror movies; or a Rat Pack retrospective. Black exploitation. Did I stutter? <laughs> But you're such a rat pack guy. I know you're such a you're a, you're a you're a Sinatra head, man. I just figured you'd go for that. 
Yeah, you love Ratatouille. Is this Ratatouille um, remix? Joe, what are you going for? Uh, horror. Okay. Lawrence, what would you pick out of those five options? Say him again, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry again. The, so you got one for samurai movies, a Western festival, one for black exploitation movies, one for gritty old horror movies. I don't know why they specify that it's gritty. Uh, and uh, a Rat Pack retrospective. Um, Rat Pack retrospective? Oh, way. My man. Oh, way. Um, okay. Next question. I've got to skip this ad. Oh, damn it. Okay. Um, what? Okay. This, now, this is interesting. This is going to. This question's really going to uh, tell us a lot about about you guys. I think. Um, what do you look forward to the most in a Tarantino movie? The dialogue, the violence, the close-ups of feet, or the music? Uh, I'll just so run through those. Wasn't an option for the racial slurs. I was going to say, yeah, the N word is not an option on here, unfortunately. Um, we'll just lump that in with feet. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of okay. classic Tarantinoisms, um, yeah, the the N word and feet kind of do come hand in hand. Wiggle your big ass the, the the choices are the dialogue, the violence, the close-ups of feet, or the music. It's, it's got to be the feet, hasn't it? Yeah, the feet. It's got to be the feet. Show me feet. Okay, so you guys are both going feet. Hmm. A real feat of fi- filmmaking, if you ask me. I feel like that's going to basically guarantee that you both end up as characters that Tarantino himself has played. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see how it turns out. Perfect. Um, that's exactly what we wanted. <laughs> He's yeah. always the coolest guy. <laughs> yeah, which, which tantalizing one do I get? Do I get the guy who says all those N-words in Pulp Fiction, or do I get the guy who attempts to peep on a teenage girl in uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Oh, yeah. The <laughs> that wasn't yeah. a Tarantino film, though, so... He's in it, and he co-wrote it. Um, have you ever fantasized about planning the perfect bank robbery? Yes or no? No. Yes, I do, I do think about that scene from uh, Groundhog Day where Bill Murray commits the perfect bank robbery. <laughs> yes or no? It's a simple question. Yes or no? Um, so Joe, Joe, you're saying rest. Uh, sorry, you're, you're Joe, you're saying <laughs> yeah, rest. No, that, rest. Yes, I'm saying rest. Rest, that's, uh, god damn it. Fire, rest. <laughs> just, yeah, I was going to say, this makes me sound racist. Um, okay, Joe, you're saying yes, what you're saying we'll see, no. Let's do one clean for the edit. Yes, I am saying yes. So, Joe, you're saying less. Oh, god damn it. Uh, right, okay. And uh, Rob, you're saying no. No. Yes, I'm saying no. No is my answer. Not no. <laughs> Yes. Um, Man City now 4-1 up. Uh, looks like Laporte has uh, scored a fourth for them. So They're just giving the uh, game away. Good, goodbye, Mikel Arteta. Um, it was uh, – you, you, you gave it your best shot, buddy. Yep. But I um, feel like you're going to be looking for a new job in the morning. <clears throat> anyway, um, back to what's most important. You're driving, and it's a Tarantino. People for looking for a new job, huh? It's a pandemic, Ollie. We shouldn't be shaming people for being out of work. 
there's no shame here. I'm just stating a fact. He's he's getting sacked because um, he he blew it. He blew it. Um, okay, you're driving and it's a Tarantino movie, so car music is a must. What are you listening to? Uh, 99.1, the sweet sound of the 70s. Uh, something with a lot of bass. Uh, sorry, the bass. Something with a lot of bass. Um, big Billy Bass. Big, big mouth Billy Bass. That's uh, oh man, I'm Sopranos episode where they steal a bunch of loudmouth belly bass. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up because I've started rewatching the Sopranos, and I'm so looking forward to that episode because it's such a it's such a relic of a different era. You know, a time a time when uh, you could just laugh at a big mouth belly bass. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone sees the big mouth belly bass for the first time, and yeah. they all laugh like it's the funniest thing they've ever seen. You can you can laugh at it without it being some sort of like coded racist dog whistle thing. It, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I like the, the look of joy that James Gandolfini gives that loudmouth belly bass when he looks at it when it's playing. I've I've never felt that happy about anything. I did, yeah, the, the bit where like yeah, Paulie and Christopher are in the car and they're both they're both just laughing their asses off at it. Like it's just oh man, that's so beautiful. Um, like you said, I'd love to experience that level of joy about anything. Mm, not um, a phone in sight, just people living in the moment. Just people living in the moment, looking at their big mouth Billy Basses. Just a just a big, big queue of people waiting to get on the bus, all looking at big mouth Billy Basses. Only a big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> Um, anyway, Big Mouth Billy Bass. So, uh, this show brought to you by Big Mouth Billy Bass. Big Mouth uh, Billy Bass. Big Mouth 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 Big Dick Swinging. Big right. <laughs> Big Swinging Dick Billy Ass. Bit of the 21st century. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> okay. Okay, enough uh, enough clowning around. Uh, so you're driving. It's a Tarantino movie, so car music is a must. What are you listening to? Uh, 91.9, the sweet sounds of the 70s. Something with a lot of bass. My own mix of surf rock and rockabilly. I'm not big on music. Um, the first one, super sounds of the 70s. Yeah, they put the sweet sound of the seventies, but I'm pretty sure they they say super sounds of the seventies like fifty times in the movie. So that's a that's a big fuck up on a, quiz. What's his name doing the um, the radio? Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen Wright. The I was say Stephen Lawrence, but that's definitely not right. No, no, R.I.P. Um, yeah, Joe, what are you, what are you going with? What was the second option? Something with a lot of bass. He is all about that big Billy bass. I'm, I'm going to go with that because I'm imagining a, a kind of FM radio station that only plays solo double bass. Yeah. Just a lot of, uh, it's like a lot of uh, fish jams, but they've mm. just clipped out all the bass solos yeah. from. Yeah. Just like pulling show. teeth by Metallica and like uh, yeah. the third part of uh, a love Supreme by John Coltrane. You a deadhead, um. bro? <laughs> um, Okay, this is a weird one. An estranged family member offers you $1,000 to hide $20,000. What do you do? Uh, sure, I'll hide it. Keep your money and your drama. Take it all for myself. Call the police. And then in brackets, wait, have you seen any Tarantino movies? 
What does that last bit mean? I don't know, man. It's like, you know, fucking butt out. You, you know, you, you're asking me the question. Just, you know, you ask the question, I'll answer them. That's all we... I don't need any more in this this transaction here. The first one. I'm going to go for uh, do as they say, because I had a conversation today with my housemate about what the minimum price uh, each of us would take for eating a cockroach would be. Mm. Uh, their answer was enough to buy a house, and mine was £5,000. Oh man, I I don't want to say what I was going to say then. <laughs> Considerably less, I would imagine. <laughs> hundred quid. I, like uh, right, exactly. Like it's not that bad. I'll do it for a hundo. I just um, I need some money. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're, you're saying yeah, you'll 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 uh, take the hundred. Uh, sorry, you'll take the thousand bucks and hide uh, the, the the twenty grand. I'm going to play ball. My laptop just died. I'm going to need a new one. Exactly. Um, Rob, what are you thinking? What's your instinct here? The definitely the first one. Definitely, definitely the first one. So I, just, just can you hear me? Like Joe, you're just gonna you, yeah you're gonna you know play it safe, do what they say. Yeah, I'll shut up and take the money. Yeah, Lawrence, what are you uh, what are you gonna do in this scenario? Just for fun. I'll call the police. No, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking grass. Have t- Lawrence, have you even seen a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yes. Probably not, right? Have you ever seen a te- what, have yeah. you seen any Tarantino movie? Yeah, Django, Pulp Fiction, and um, okay. I was just yeah. finishing the rest of the question where it implies, uh, yeah, calling the police. Kill, I mean, it's it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just mean, Lawrence, you're not, you're not a huge movie guy in the the way well, that uh, not, uh, more of a casual dumbass movie liker guy. Like I like, yeah, cop, dumb comedies. Yeah, but you're not. I, it doesn't mean you're a dumbass, but yeah, you're, you're yeah. not like a. No. You, your brain isn't broken in the very specific way that that, that ours is. Um, no. Which uh, which I is just I just like Star Wars and. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like you're trying to look for a new wife. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, a new home. Right. Um. So next question. We're on nine out of ten. So we're nearly uh, nearly nearly done. Um. How do you serve your revenge besides cold? says in brackets here um with no regard for my own life with no regard for collateral damage precise professional and face-to-face well planned they won't know what hit them until i'm out of reach uh well planned they won't know what hit them until i'm out of reach whatever you said is someone pissing someone just uh turn the tap on and then get the kitchen Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. It's like the house is pissing. It's, uh, the, the piss is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, how do, how do you guys uh, serve your revenge? Uh, probably with no regard for my own life because I'm severely depressed. Mm, yeah. Same. Um, I'm an Damn. Arsenal fan. Damn, I thought you said with no regard to my own wife. <laughs> uh, wife bad. I'm depressed because wife bad. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Rob, wife bad? Uh, no. Business, good. <laughs> uh, uh, well planned. Out of reach. Okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, again, this is another another picture question. Uh, what do you feel like eating? Uh, we got a steak, we got some sushi, uh, we got a uh, cheeseburger, and then uh, nachos. 
These nachos look insanely fucked up, by the way. It, it, they, they look more like ice cream than they, than they look like nachos. What's fucked up about them? The, the, like the, 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 the toppings are insanely brightly colored. Um, and it's like Pizza Hut ice cream factory shit. It's yeah, like they've got a, a, two massive scoops. I can only describe them as scoops. Some of, fat um, scoops. Guacamole, yeah, guacamole and uh, sour cream that just look literally like I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if it's one of those like sort of fake uh, things that they do on photographs of food to make it look nicer, um, because no guacamole should look like that. It's it's fucking weird but yeah this shit looks more like ice cream than it looks like nachos but it is nachos so yeah uh, your options are- pitch with words it's theater of the mind baby you know 40 episodes of this shit it's uh <laughs> i had to get good at, at some point um so we got to we got steak we got sushi cheeseburger or nachos it's got to be a tasty burger mm. can't argue with that uh, joe what are you going for uh, nachos. <laughs> nachos. Okay. You're going for the dem fucked up nachos. Yeah, you're going for the weird ice cream nachos. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm joking nachos. Oh, okay. Wait, so uh, that's like what? That's something something twisted that's not nachos, like uh, uh, like ice crisps. Cream. Yeah, crisps yeah, and ice cream. Right. Like crime or something. Yeah, like a crime. A mm. big bowl of crime. Yeah, something like loitering with intent to loiter. Mm. Yeah. Something um, on like that. Like guilt. Okay, so I think you'll both be pleased with the results in so much that neither of you got a character that Tarantino plays. Um, so that's uh, that's that's good, at least. Um, Joe, you got The Bride from Kill Bill. Um, so we got a little... Uh, Little bit of info here. Your, your motivation is vengeance. Weapon of choice: Hattori Hanzo Samurai Sword. Mm-hmm. Body count seventy-seven. And then I guess there's just a quote here at the bottom from uh, the the woman herself. Those of you lucky enough to have your lives, take them with you. However, leave the limbs you've lost. They belong to me now. <clears throat> uh, so that's uh, that's you all over, isn't it? I, I, I do wear dresses uh, these days, so that's uh, that's spot on. Mm. I don't what think the bride really the, uh, wears any dresses. I don't think she wears the yellow tracksuit. That's an homage to Bruce Lee from. Um, I, can, I can make both of them work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Rob, um, for you, we've got uh, stuntman Mike from uh, Death Proof. Nice. Um, Motivation, your motivation is fun. Weapon of choice is car and uh, body count seven. Uh, And then the quote they've got here for for stuntman is uh, this car is 100% death proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. And I think we'll uh, all agree that uh, that was a flawless Kurt Russell impression by yours truly. If not better. Yeah, no, I think I could replace him. Famously being from Dorset. Huh? Uh, Kurt Russell famously being from Dorset. He loves it in Dorset. He's, uh, he grew up in Limington. Um, <laughs> That's an <laughs> Shut up. Um, okay, that concludes the, uh, the, the quiz. Um, 
and we should probably get on with uh, some cultural appropriation because it's uh, it's it's that time. And that was the cultural appropriation jingle. Um, so this is the <laughs> exactly <laughs> flashing back to that wonderful jingle. Um, but uh, okay, so we're, yeah, we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk about some other stuff that we uh, like that's not football related. Not that we've talked a whole lot of football in this episode, but um, yeah, it, we recommend stuff that you, the listener, might enjoy. So, uh, Lawrence, you haven't spoken for about forty-five minutes. Um, so, what do you got for us? Uh, I'll quickly get out, 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 out of the way. What uh, Watchita Lineman by uh, Glenn Campbell and. Uh, the, the new Fleet Foxes uh, record I've been listening to is called Shaw. Uh, yes. Yeah. Really, really, really good stuff. It is. Yeah, I listened. I, I haven't listened to it for a while, but yeah, I listened to it when it first came out and it, I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than the uh, the previous uh, Fleet Foxes record, um, which was which is still good. But uh, yeah, it was a, a return to form, I guess you'd say, um, yeah. for uh, for the old Foxes there. Um. Yeah, don't feel like you're gonna get out of the way. You're the you're the co-host, man. Like fucking, you know, stand your ground. I'm just being polite, letting our guests have their uh, have uh, have have floor. Podcasting is a is a battleground, man. Fucking, you it's, know, it's all about ego. It's all about you know. Exactly. I gotta gotta get that. Gotta fill the air. You gotta. gotta, gotta, gotta you punctuate every sentence they say with that's wild rogan style that's how you that's how you keep your I, name in people's minds i think to really get that joe rogan sound i need to get that mic he has it's one of those sure mics i don't know i can't remember the name of it but it's, they have that weird proximity effect sound that just like it it hurts my ears but yeah i'm gonna do it just to really replicate that sound you where they just almost really like they're, people off. where they're really speaking into the mic yeah I think it's a combination of that and all the cigar smoke he blows into it. So yeah, you gotta, well, yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. Um, take up smoke. Uh, Best piece of advice I've heard all podcast. Yep, that's uh, this episode brought to you by Smoking. Uh, remember that from the mask. Check it out, folks. Smoking. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, those are, those are your two wrecks this week. The song Wichita Lineman. The the Glenn album is it's, it's the it's the album is also called. Oh, I didn't the name of the album. Wichita well. Lineman. Okay. Um, I'll recommend. Um, God damn it! What was I going to recommend? Oh, I uh, on actually on Joe's recommendation, I listened to the uh, the new Avalanche's album last night um, for the first time, and it, it's uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff on there that uh, that I enjoyed. There's just sort of a huge huge array of um guest vocalists and uh and you know sort of yeah guest musicians on it um it's uh but it all gels together very well as a piece um it doesn't quite i mean it's very hard to top an album like uh since i left you um which they released 20 years ago now which is incredibly Jeez. depressing um but uh but yeah uh, the, that new album's called uh, we will always love you and it's on uh, it's on all of the things where you find music so um yeah i'll say check that out and um i'll also recommend this is kind of corny but it's uh, you know it's christmas and it's the time to you know enjoy corny stuff uh check out elf folks you know that's a good that's a a, a recent classic of the the christmas movie genre and it holds up will ferrell you know doing all the will ferrell stuff is very very funny 
that whole sequence where he first gets to New York and he's like, you know, trying to find his way around. He gets hit by the taxi and everything. All that stuff is still really, really funny. Um, so yeah, check out Elf this Christmas. You know, you know who directed that? John Favreau. Ah, uh, yeah, the, he's an artist. He's an artist, and um, yeah, the Mandalorian. Is yeah. it? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, he, that was. I was just saying. I was meant to be kind of like a joke, but. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he invented Iron Man famously. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, we gotta we gotta give it up. Give it up to him for inventing the uh, the MCU. Um, and then uh, yeah, now he's now he's now he's doing the only good Star Wars thing that exists currently. So yeah, good for him. Good for Johnny, Johnny Favs. And uh, yeah, check out Elf. Um, I'll go to, I'll go to you first, Joe. Joe, you got anything you want to recommend to people? Uh, yeah, I, I want to recommend uh, uh, Steve McQueen has been doing uh, a new series of films uh, that are all available on iPlayer. Uh, yes. Polax. Uh, I've actually only watched one of them so far, but it's the the Lovers Rock episode, which uh, it's all set over the course of one night in a party in West London in the I, th- I think probably like the early eighties. Um, it's got a fantastic all black cast, um, but just the way that it sort of like takes its time and sort of like really gets into sort of documenting this kind of like very warm uh, kind of interesting sort of party over the course of a night it just sort of I, I haven't really seen a film before that's nailed that that sort of feeling of like an entire night in a party mm. um it's excellent and also the soundtrack's great uh, i think like the soundtrack uh, the standout that everyone's talking about kind of is uh, silly games by janet k there's like a great scene where sort of all the music from the dj uh, kind of fades out and there's just like a whole sort of 10 minute bit where everyone in the room is just singing along to silly games it just like it really lingers on it uh wasn't aware of that song before but it was it's incredible um and yeah just like a, a bunch of really really good dub on the soundtrack just sort of given space and sort of given a context that really made me sort of look at a few tracks that i was sort of aware of but hadn't properly spent time with before but yeah, small acts, uh, particularly the Lovers Rock episode on iPlayer. Yeah, I've been hearing a, a lot oh, yeah. of good things about those um, that that collection. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I, I love Steve McQueen anyway. But yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about small acts. So yeah, I, I need to I need to check that out as well. Huh. Um, Rob, you're uh, you're up. You got uh, you got anything you want to you want to uh, foist on people? Uh, I, I wouldn't want to f- foist or foible anybody. Um, well, with it being Christmas time, the same spirit as you, uh, Ollie, recommending Elf. Uh, I'd I'd like to recommend um, good old Kurt Russell's Claw Claws. Oh yeah, that's uh, the Netflix film. Yeah, and as far as Christmas films go, why not, man? It's uh, it's 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 very watchable. Very watchable. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I mean, but I'm you know willing to watch almost anything with Kurt Russell in it. So it's uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I haven't seen it either, but I've been oh. recommended it. But I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, because I want to watch it. So I guess what? Yeah, we'll both find out then. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm putting my uh, my seal of approval behind something I have not seen. Uh, yeah. And then the I haven't really done anything new or listened to anything new, which is a shame. So I'll take you guys as recommendations. The only thing I've really done recently is read a book. 
Uh, it's like one of those self-help books, which I don't mm. know stock in. But uh, this one actually kind of helped. It was called The the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. that's very good. We stand. It actually helped me throw away a lot of my crap. And uh, my, uh, my personal space actually looks somewhat... Uh, like in order these days, I'm quite proud of it. So yeah, I yeah. Book. it was a good read. Help me get rid of. I need, to, uh, I need to get on doing more of that. I got especially with like clothes and stuff. I got so many, so many clothes from just years and years ago that I'm never, I'm never going to wear again, and, and never, more importantly, are never going to fit me again. Um, but yeah, just it's just taking up so much space in my. Uh, it, it really does help you go through like a, like a like a way of just getting rid of shit like. Not, I don't know, just dispelling myths about tidying up and putting things away and keeping hold of things and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't want to, uh, I won't do it any justice talking about it, but if you're interested, give it a read. It's, it, it's, you can read it in two days. It's not a very big book. Cool. Okay. Um, Lawrence, did we have any, any Bigfoot updates? Oh, well, on the um, YouTube channel I found called the Sasquatch Archives, a lot of mm. old lot of old uh, found not found footage in the Blair Witch way, but um, found footage yeah. in the in in the sort of no. This has been rarely see sort of documentaries and stuff, and they found some archive footage. Yeah, uh, archive of like Roger Patterson and sort of all the uh-huh. sort of the um, interviews that he had done uh, with this primatologist called John Napier and things like this. Uh, yeah, so check out uh, the it's a good YouTube channel overall. And uh, there's also like a sort of, um, I don't know how to describe it, almost like those old um, shows, uh, what's his name? Oh, can't remember his name now. Uh, Kilroy Silk did those kind of, those oh, kind of, those Robert, kind Robert, of, yeah, Robert Kilroy those Silk. kind of old, yeah, day, those daytime shows that they would have in America. And they had one from 94 or so, and it's got the, one of the guys who used to be, who went on to be on the Bigfoot Show podcast that I listened to. Uh, Scott Herrett, he was on there, and um, a famous skeptic guy, uh, Michael Shermer, was in the crowd. Oh, almost like he was going to pop out and give them the uh, mm. hard-hitting questions. So it's like classic Shermer, classic Michael Shermer, and, bloody typical uh, Shermer that is. And uh, yeah, it was it was alright. It was pretty interesting stuff for me. But if you if you're interested in uh, cryptozoology or Bigfoot and stuff, uh, it's a good. Channel the Sasquatch archives. Yeah. Okay. That's um, all the news I I could think so far. Just this new sort of rarely seen archive of Roger Petson, which is not a whole lot of. Strangely enough, it's the man himself is almost as elusive as the uh, yeah. famous creature that he documented. Yes. It's, yeah. How about that? Um. Sorry, could have, could have done with you talking just a little bit longer there because I was pouring a beer, but uh, never mind. We made it work because we're professionals. Like I said, 40 episodes in, folks, and uh, yeah. man, we're a slick machine here at Junior Funners. Um, that about does it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you tuned in for Football Talk, um, I'll tell yeah, you. sorry, I guess. Uh, ask us for a refund, JK. Uh, it's free, so, you know. Um, but um, yeah, if you want more uh, Junior Funners content, you can like and subscribe. You can follow us on uh, <clears throat> follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners. 
Um, if you've got any questions or anything you want to say to us, uh, you can email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com. We're on Facebook as well. We've got a Facebook page set up where you can get updates about the show and so forth. Um, me and Lawrence are also on Twitter uh, individually. Um, I'm at Ollie Munster, and uh, Lawrence is – you're still IB online, right? I, I, yeah. IB online. Yeah. I don't um, – I feel like don't pr- bother promoting my account. Like, no one ever follows me. What's the point? I'm so – Oh. Well, they never will if we don't promote your yeah, account, it's, bro. It's that, the, it's the, the, it's that the attitude. Conundrum. Ah, yeah. Yes, I be online. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Rob and Joe, have you got anything that you want to promote or plug that you, you're involved in? Yeah, I mean, I, I help uh, I help run a small uh, record label uh, called Ceremonial Laptop. Yeah, that's all the time that we've got now. So <laughs> thank you very much for. T- <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's Ceremonial Laptop, isn't it? That's um, yeah, yeah. But we we kind of uh, we we put out the occasional experimental music release, and we're getting a, uh, a radio show in the new year. But uh, unsure what the crossover appeal will be with uh, this uh, this podcast listenership. Ah, <laughs> you know. You know who who uh, who cares? Who who? who? I mean, you know, that filled up some time, so it was worth it. Um, Rob, you want to plug anything? You still there, Rob? Doesn't look like it. Uh, okay, plugging his ass. That's what it sounds like. He's gone dead quiet. Um, I would assume he's probably accidentally muted himself, but uh, we'll, you know, we'll if he does want to plug anything urgently, we'll put it in the episode description. Um, thanks for for tuning in, Merry. Oh, he's back. Hello. Oh God. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, thank God, I never came back in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I've got nothing to plug. Okay. Well, uh, thank Christ that we uh, held out for that long. Um, it's uh, I'm just kidding. Like I said, it all eats up time. Um, so thanks for uh, for tuning in, and we'll see you again probably in the new year. Um, so 2021, it's got to get better, right? Anyway, bye. <laughs>